Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God. You guys are doing great. Let's look at Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 18. I want to talk to you today about choices. Write that down. Choices. I want to be choices. I'm going to make choices, and I want to be a person of change, amen? Choices are gonna lead me to change. I wanna be a change agent, okay? I started thinking about this. It's been, it's been with me. If we're gonna steer our life, and it, you know, young people, this is really good for you too because the choices you make today are gonna be the circumstances you're gonna live in tomorrow, okay? So life is just a series of choices. That's all it is, okay? Now, here's the cool thing. Everybody in this room could look at some choices they made in life and go, man, I wish I never would have made that choice, right? And how many know we all ran into that place where we made the wrong choices? Choices, choices that we make in life are gonna determine the circumstances we receive in life. And this one, I want you to be, I want you to make the choices to change. We're getting ready to go into a new year and all that stuff. And I'm not really stuck on that new year thing yet. I'm talking about this God stuff that God's trying to do. God is trying to speak into your life in this season of life and say, you know what? We got to make some change. Everybody needs change. It's easy to go to another level. And only thing change is going to come down to is making right choices. We started this by saying this. Consequences have already been determined by God. Choices are up to you and me. I got on a plane with this guy who's a pilot. You like this funny, right? I'm on this plane. I sit down. The guy, I knew this guy wanted to talk, man. <laughs> he sat down. Man, he sat down. He's got his mask off. He's talking a blast. This guy's going to yak this whole thing. I said, well, let me find out what he does. Otherwise, we'll be finding about what he, I, if we're going to talk. Might as well talk about what I want to talk about. Otherwise, I'm going to be bored, right? <laughs> so I go, he's talking about flying, and we're talking about all this. He goes, I got a question for you. He goes, I've asked this question. In 20 years, I wanted to know the answer to this question. I've had it all my life. I want to know. I asked preacher, and I said, well, ask me the question because I had to tell him what I did. And after I told him what I did, he goes, I got a question. I said, all right, go. He goes, 20 years. I said, well, hopefully I can answer it. If not, I'll make something up good. You'll believe it. Let's go, right? So he goes, he goes, this one I want to know. If my life is predetermined, predestined, that God knows the decisions I'm going to make, do I really have an opportunity to make choices? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people think like, my life is predetermined. A lot of people think like this. Like, God knows what I'm going to do. He was trying to explain it. And I said, no. I said, absolutely not. I said, let me explain it to you the way I see it. Here's what it is. God knows the choice you're going to make, but it's not that he's predetermined your life. He's predetermined the consequences. The choices are up to me and you. The consequences already have been set in motion. It's like gravity. You can't change it. You just work within the laws of it. You see it? So here's what I'm saying. No, it's not predetermined, but God knows when you come to the fork in the road, he knows you're going right. Because he just knows everything. But he didn't make you go right. You had the choice to make a right or a left. But here's the cool thing about God. He gave you the answer before the choice ever showed up. He wants you to stay close to the truth. And he said, man, I really like that. I said, I do too. But I started asking myself the real question about this. Is if consequences are predetermined, how crazy am I not to make the choices that I need to make in life? Because if you make the wrong choices, you can never change the outcome because God already pre-described the outcomes of life. So you think you're going to move God's system and go, wait, did you ever do this one? 
I know this is really going to be bad, but I'm going to do it anyway. Y'all lie and you need to repent. You're in church. Y'all done it and done it a hundred times. You're sitting next to it right now. Amen. Come on. I know it's not the greatest choice of my life. That was funny. I know it's not the greatest choice. Not for everybody, but for some of you. All right. Figure it out on the ride home. I know this is not the greatest decision I ever made in my life. <laughs> See why I got security around here? Is he talking about me? Probably am, right? Listen, if, come on, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I know, wow, wow, I know I shouldn't do it, but you know what? Let me give it a shot. Maybe it'll work out. No, this stuff's already been dialed in by God. He said death and life is in the power of the tongue. Choose life. He's telling us choose the right thing because guess what? You can't change the outcome if you don't choose the right thing on the front side of it because the outcome's already been determined. So why would I think I could change the laws that God has put in motion just because I want to choose something different than God told me to choose? You can't. See what I'm saying? If you speak life, you're going to receive this. If you speak death, it's waiting for you. Come on, guys. You've seen the laws that God put in motion. So here's what I'm saying. Man, well, then let's start making the right decisions because right decisions are found in right choices, and right choices are leading me and you to the road of success. So here's my question. Am I making the right choices? Because if the consequences have already been predetermined, what am I doing with the choices I'm making in life? Look what he says in Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 18. If you do this, you'll live and become a great nation. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are about to enter in and occupy. But if your hearts turn away and you refuse to listen, you draw away, you serve other gods and worship them, then I warn you, that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a long, good life, and you'll cross over to Jordan and occupy the, Jordan, you'll occupy the land, but it ain't going to turn out good for you. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, look, I'm trying to bring you to a blessed place. I'm trying to bring you to the best place. I'm trying to bring you to the place I got for you, but here I got news for you. If you go down the road, I'm telling you, it's going to be good, but if you turn and go your way, it's not going to work out any good. So here's what God says. He said, look, he said he made it cut and dry. He said this. He said, you know, so isn't life just all about decisions? Should, should, I, should I, you know, it's like I'm like this. Well, you know, should I have gotten up this morning and come to church? Just as easy as you could have came. You didn't have to come. Or should I watch online? Didn't have to watch online. Some people this morning decided, well, you know, going to church ain't that big of a deal. They made a decision. How many of you know every decision you make in life has a what? Has a consequence and has a success plan. You think it's better for you not to go to church? Absolutely not. You know this. But guess what? I had to make a decision. And with my decision, there's a predetermined outcome of that. You're going to hear something today from God. I'm smart enough to know that's going to change your life forever. Somebody decided it wasn't worthy enough of them to be here, so they decided not to come. That's just decisions. Let's be sure. Somebody's going to wake up tomorrow morning and make a decision to go to work. See, guys, you guys understand this. Listen, a lot of you guys understand life has already pre-described the decisions you're supposed to make. For somebody getting up tomorrow to go to work is going to be a struggle because like, I don't want to go. I never wanted to go. You go anyway. You understand what I'm saying? That's not an option for some of you because you know you're going to get up and go. Somebody else is going to have a struggle because they what? They're 50-50 whether they're going in or not. You see the difference? It's all about decision. But if you let vision make decisions for you, it's easy. I'm going to, I got a goal. I got an end outcome. I got a plan. Look at what it says in Psalm 119.66. I love this scripture. It says, teach me how to make good decisions and give me revelation light, for I believe in your commands. It says, teach me how to make good. Have you asked God to teach you to make the right decision? 
I got to make some decisions in my marriage. I got to make some decisions in my family. I got to make some decisions in the church. I think we got to be led by the Spirit of God. Help me make the right decision because sometimes I don't know what I'm supposed to do. One of the greatest gifts anyone can receive is the power to choose. You know, I was telling them in the morning service, and I think this is so good for you and me to understand. A lot of my relationships, my top-level relationships of people I've got intimate relationship with, there's no no involved in the relationship. There's no no. Anything they ask of me, I'll say yes. They know that. I know that. And that's a relationship that you only keep to a select few because you can't really give that to everybody. There's some relationships you got in life that if you picked up the phone right now, you know there wouldn't even be a question of no. It's only going to be yes. That's why you count the cost before you call. See, I always thought, I think of that. There's some relationships that I have in the earth that I wouldn't even go there because I know it's yes. God only wanted yes from me and you. Because God's never had anything good that's never been, he's not withholding good is what I should say. Everything God's got for you is good. There's nothing bad in your relationship with God. So the only thing God wants from me and you is yes. See, free will, I don't ever believe, was intended for man. It was always yes. Man should have never deviated off a yes. Free will came in with the fall. Now the power of choice came in through the third voice of reason. But it shouldn't have just been yes. Yes and amen. See, reason came in, and that's what happened. So God just wants yes. So think of this. The more mine in your life is connected to God and yes, Everything's going to work out good. So what am I trying to get you to see? What I'm trying to get you to understand is God's got only good things for you. God only wants it. Well, it seems like it's hard on my flesh. No, it's not. See, here's the problem. You want to know why we got problems? Because we've gotten desires for things we should have never got a desire for. Came in through sin. You know what I'm saying? Why would we want something different than what God wants for us? Why would we want anything different than what God wants for us? Well, sometimes that's why, and that's what complicates life because what happens is choice comes in, but really choice was already determined for us before we got into making the choice. So the only thing that I got to ask you is this. If there's something that you get to choose besides God, that might not be good for you because God's not in it. You know, people come to relationships like, ooh, it's good. No, I don't think it's too good. I don't think it's good at all. But I'm in love. Well, you're in something, all right. Right? You know what I'm saying? That, that, you know, you got, you got all, these, all these parts don't add up, but you're trying to make it fit. That ain't, look, if God's got something for you that's good, it stays good. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody love, love the pastor for a minute. You know, I got this plan. Well, is your plan lined up with God's plan? You know what I'm saying? If it don't line up with God's plan, you don't want it. But I want it. You don't want nothing bad enough to get you out of the will of God. You learn this stuff as you grow in God. You know, it, it costs too much. You know what I mean? It keeps you in a place of losing peace that you could have kept if you would have kept. See what I'm saying? It's all about decisions. Look what the Bible says. These scriptures will help you. He said, ask God when you need to make decisions. I'm telling you, it's so true because I think it's all about being led by the Spirit. Look at this. Look. So how do I make right choices, right? Look at Psalm 119, 105. Man, these scriptures are going to help you. Write this down. I'm going to give you a couple points. The truth will guide you into making right choices. Write that down. The truth will make will guide you into making right choices. The truth. So the closer you stay to the truth, the closer you stay to a safe guide in making right choices. Truth shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. 
The revelation of your word makes my path clear. Do you see that scripture? Truth shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my path clear. You see that? Come on, my pathway gets clear. Truth shining light guides me in my choices. You ever? So what I do? Stay close to the truth and you'll make the right decisions. What's the truth say about it? Now, people love to be lied to. They love it. You love lying to yourself. Matter of fact, nobody's lied to you more than you. Yeah, it's true. Think about it. Think about what I'm saying right here. Let it sink in. Meditate and marinate in what I'm saying here. You love it. Don't tell me the truth. You ever tell somebody the truth and they get mad at you for telling the truth? Yep. Well, you're like, well, you, what I'm going to do, lie to you? Yeah. All right, you lie to me and tell me the truth. You know what I'm saying? No, think about it now. Think about what I'm saying because this is about decisions because here's the thing. Hey, guys, listen. My next year, my year come, if I make the right decisions, I'm going to get the right outcome. If I don't like the outcome of my life, i got to make better decisions. So, look, okay, you got to make married decisions. How many know married decisions need to be connected to truth, not what you feel? Otherwise, you won't love the way you're supposed to love. You got to make family decisions in your kids' lives. Well, we got to say some hard stuff sometimes with the truth. Keep it connected to truth. You can say it. Come on, guys. This is how it goes. I know this is like, oh, this is real exciting. It's very exciting if you hear me. Because it's like, well, you know, how, how do you think the last, come on, man. Look at the last years of your life. All it was was a series of decisions. If you don't like the outcome of where you're at, guess what I'm going to say? What decisions have you been making before you got there? You make the, you make the wrong decision to hang out with wrong people, you're going to have a path of trouble. You make the right decision to hang out with the right people, you're going to have a path to success. You make the right decisions in life, come on, it's all about decisions. Consequences have already been determined. This way, oh, you know, God didn't, you know, like, ooh, he took, like, spiritual dust and, like, ooh, you're going to be great. Ooh, you're going to be okay. Ooh, you're going to be all right. Ooh, you ain't going to have a good, no, 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 no. All your life is is decisions. If we go back and look, you show me every decision you made in life, I'll show you where you are today. So here's the question. What decisions am I making for my future? I don't have no time to waste. I want to make the right decisions so I can have the right plan. Because I say, well, you know, here's what happens. People sometimes do this. They get going in this road that's messed up, and then they try to get an out, the right outcome. It's like this. You're on the wrong road. You ever do this? You ever get stubborn driving? You know what I'm saying? You're on, you're on, a, you're on 80 going west, right? And you're like, I'm going to New Jersey. You ain't going to New Jersey on 80 west. Ain't no way in God's real. Well, I'm doing it. You're on there going. You're going halfway across the country. You're like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to New York. It's east, bro. Now I'm going west. I'll get there sooner or later. Yeah, after you go around the globe and come back around the other way. Come on, stop being stubborn. You're on this jacked up road. Your GPS got you on the wrong distance. And you're like, I'm going to get a different outcome. I'm going to get a different outcome. I'm going to get a different. You ain't going to get no different outcome. That decision has already been locked in. And once that decision is made, guess what? The consequences are there. You're going to drive to California and never see 80 West. You're going to be on 80 West till you get there. You ain't going to see East is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Come on, you get what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? That's like you, you people don't know what I'm talking about. You're on I-4. <laughs> going to see the mouse. You tell me you're going to the beach. You ain't going to no beach. You ain't on the right road. You see what I'm saying? Are you getting it? Well, you, well, Patrick, we in love. 
And our love can overcome. Yeah, okay. You're nuts. That's what you are. Okay? But I can't tell you how nuts you are right away at first. I'll just tell you you're semi-nuts. And then after you sit in semi-nuts after a while, you'll figure out you're nuts. You see what I'm saying? Listen, it's all about decisions. Everything is. Jesus gave us an open book test that said, choose what I'm telling you to choose. Stay close to the truth. Look at that scripture one more time. Look what he said here. It says, teach me. They'll pop that up there. Truth's shining light guides me in my choices and my decisions. What's the truth say about that marriage? What's the truth say about the doctor report? What's the truth say about those kids? What's the truth say? See, if you get away from the truth, you ain't going to make right decisions and you're going to make right choices. Now, I don't want to do what it says. Trust me, you do. Because the pain of not doing what it says far outweighs the pain it's going to take to choose to do it. You don't want to get on that road. You don't want to get on that road. It's only filled with regret. So think about it. Just pull that in. God doesn't just leave us off on our own to fend for ourselves. He knows there's an enemy out there whose desire is to try to lure you into wrong choices. Satan knows if he convinces you to make one mistake, it could cost you a lifetime of consequences. We can see through the scriptures how important it is to make the right choices. God has not predestined our choices. He predestined the consequences. That's what he said. He said this. He says, look, he says, if you do this, Give. It'll be given to you. You don't give, you're not going to get nothing. He said, bless, you're going to get blessed. Don't bless, you ain't going to get nothing. It's simple. Why are you trying to change the laws of God to get different results? Just embrace the laws he already gave you and make the right choices beforehand. It's easier. What's the truth say? Look at Psalms fifteen twenty one. My gosh, here's my, well, you know, I don't think that's how it is. I'm going to do it my way. Some of you think you're Frank Sinatra. You better cut it out. <laughs> Ain't no my way. Look at Proverbs 15, 21. When you see this, this is going to change the way. You, I'm telling you this thing will get you. But here's the problem. I want to do it the way I want to do it. Ain't nobody going to tell me that, though. I ain't going to listen to no pastor. I ain't listening to nobody. I know how you are. I'm not listening to Pastor Chris. I'm not listening to my mom. I ain't listening to nobody. I'm just going to do what I want to do because I want to do what I want to do. Okay, go and knock yourself out. There, here's, here's your scripture. You're a 15, 21. Here you go. I'm going to do what I want to do when I do it. I'm a grown man. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I got my big girl pants on. All right, big girl pants. Here you are. Proverbs 15, 20. The senseless fool treats life like a joke. But the one with living understanding makes good choices. Oh, you like that one? You like it? It says, the senseless fool treats like a joke. I'm going to do what I want to do. Understanding makes good choices. Don't be foolish. Okay, so what is, that? What is he trying to say? Let me go slow for the intellectuals. Okay? If you do not make good choices from understanding, you're treating life like a fool. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I know what the Bible says, but I'm going to get a different outcome. Let me let you in a secret. All the lost people that are out there thinking like, hey, I don't live for God, they're still living the same laws that we got. They just don't know it. 
You don't think these laws are in operation in the earth? You better believe it, baby. And they ain't changing for nobody. God put them in motion. And guess what? You don't know them, that's your problem. And if you don't live by them, that's your problem. Guess what? We're the church. We know them and should be living by them. That's why you got to make the right choices. Listen, you can have the, any kind of life you want to have. It's all about decisions. I'm telling you right now. Whatever decision you make is going to determine the life you're going to have. If you don't make the right decisions, your life's going to be where it wants to be. And it isn't by default. You've got to design your life. What areas of your life do you need to design to make better? How about this one? Look at Proverbs 23, 23. My God in heaven. See, now remember this. So how do I do this? Number one, Proverbs 23, 23, write this down. Just hold this by you. Just keep yourself connected to the truth. Does that make sense? What does the truth say about my life? Here, young people, right? I got all these young kids here today. It's good. It says, godly communication is good, meaning like keep yourself around godly people. If you hang out with people that are ungodly, it's going to corrupt your life. Ungodly communication corrupts good manners. You know what that means? Remember what I said, they used to tell you, hang around with the right people, you better, because that's rubbing off on you. It's the God's honest truth. It's the God's honest truth. The people you hang out with, you become. So if you hang out with these people all acting goofy and getting all stupid and acting a fool, you're going to be just as stupid and foolish as they are. It's a law. It rubs off. You understand that? It's a law. I'm telling you right here now. Adults, you the same way. I hang around with these people. You need to get rid of some of these clowns you hang out with. They ain't taking you nowhere. Little charity case of hanging out with these people. They, oh, you know, and then you tell them the truth and they don't want to hear it, get rid of them. Say, I went to church and Pastor Chris told me to get rid of you. You either change or you come, you be an, I'm going to change. Everybody, look at your neighbor say, I'm a change agent. I'm an agent of change. Either change or you got to go. You got to go. Don't block my flow. You got to go. Get out of my row. Man, I ain't playing with none of those people. And I ain't giving no offer. Man, you know what I told them? Remember I just told I said, look at your row when you're giving an offering. You get them stingy, puckered up people in your row like, oh, God, I want to give. Move your seat. You're messing up my giving. <laughs> yeah, man. Stingy, puckered up people. You're like, I don't want to give. Move. Go in the front row. You ain't got nobody on you sitting in front. Ain't nobody in front of you messing up your seat. Look, I'm telling you right now, man, some of you need to get rid of some of these people you hang out with. I'm going to meddle here. I feel real good with that. This is why I'm good around here. I got to get off the platform and meddle a little bit. Well, you know, it's my sister. Tell your sister, get with it. She's so negative. She's like negative Nancy. Call me up. Negative, 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 negative. Stop preaching to her. I went to church. Pastor Chris said, 2021, I got to eradicate some people in my life. So I don't talk faith. And if you can't talk faith, you can't keep up. Call me once a month. No, I ain't playing because some of you, that's the problem. You, you, you allow them to get in your ear. And then when you give them the truth, they don't want to talk no more. They just want to complain in your life and waste your time. Look, I'm not being mean. Love people. But come on, let's go. Look what these scriptures say. Look at Proverbs 23, 23. This one's going to help you. Embrace the truth and hold it close. Don't let go wisdom, instruction, and life-giving understanding. That's it. Just get the truth so close to you. Say, this is the truth. You start giving people the truth. You watch. This is the, you want to see an identification? This is an identification and an identifier of people. You give people the truth, see their response to it. When they buck the truth, they never wanted to hear the truth. They just want you to emotionally connect with them and have them just blah, 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 blah. They don't really want answers. They just want to talk. See, once the truth shows up, all the talking's over. You don't want to hear me today. You better be better at 21. You better come early. Go to bed early. Did you hear what I just said? 
you come in and give them the truth, right, and then they don't want to talk no more. You know what I'm saying? They want to talk all this nonsense. You come in, what well, the Bible says, or the truth says this, and you give them the truth, they flip right the emotional switch, and now they want to tell you how they feel. Who cares how you feel? It's the truth. People rather be lied to. I'm telling you, get this. It's true. So here's the thing. I'm not worried about the people as much. You just stay connected to the truth. You hold the truth close. Embrace it. It's your God. That's what he said. Remember he said that in John? Isn't that the next scripture I gave him? The John 15, I think it was. John 15, 14, 15 or something like that. 15, 16. I think that's right. Hang on with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John 14, 16, 17. Look what it says here. He said the Holy Spirit's the spirit of truth. He's going to keep you in the truth. Remember that? Right? If he keeps you, it's John 14, 16, 17. Come on. He said this. He said you should know the, you know the truth because you know him. You know the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's trying to lead you to truth. He only brings you the truth. The Holy Spirit doesn't bring you nowhere but to the truth. You understand that? So he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. And you know him because he lives in you. So he's trying to get you to the truth. So what's the, what's the story? Be led of the Spirit. Isn't that Romans 8? For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. For as many as what? The Spirit itself or himself leads you, your spirit man. You know you are the sons of God. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit bears witness with you that he is in you, leading you, guiding you, helping you. Look what it says here. I don't know it's in red. My God in heaven, I don't know how you can see that. You are my friends. If you do this, do whatsoever I command you, right? <laughs> right? I don't know where you are. You're on John 15, 14. I don't know what happened. But it's John 14, 16. Mom, you're doing a good job. That thing's broke. They broke the thing. There's somebody need to fix it next week. They did. They come in there and wired something and screwed the whole thing up. But I don't need it. It's just, I'm living in it. John 14, 16. You know the spirit. He lives in you. You know him. When's the last time you went in that GPS on the inside and said, hey, what kind of decision I need to make here? Get sensitive to the truth on the inside. Now, here's another thing. Write this down. Don't push against the truth. You know what I mean? He tells you what to do. Don't you press against that leading of the Holy Ghost. You understand what that means? You get that feeling on the inside. You know what you're supposed to do. Don't you sear your conscience. But I want to do what I want to do. Don't you do that. Don't you press against that truth. Okay, let me explain it to you like this. You know when you know you're supposed to do something, but you don't want to do it, but you know God's leading you to do it, but you don't want to do it? You know, y'all lie. It's the holy temple of God, and you're lying in church. Let me do it one more time for all the people lying. You know when God tells you, hey, you don't need to be doing that, you don't need to be thinking that, you don't need to be around that, and you're like, well, you know, maybe. You need to tell, well, maybe go back to hell where it came from and obey the truth because you do not want to go somewhere the Spirit of God is not leading you. You don't have the grace for it. You want to know why so many people are messed up, stressed out, shot out? You don't have the grace for where God doesn't take you. So you got to stay in that place for decision-making beforehand because I need to stay in the grace of God. And guess what? You don't have the grace where faith didn't guide you. Now all you got is pressure. So you say, you know, and relationship and all that other stuff is easy because you can play around with it. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, you know, you know, I don't think God wants me here. Didn't you do it anyway? Yeah, welcome to that club. Or you start that business God didn't tell you. Do something you shouldn't do. Or you do it. Let's wait on God. Now all you guys that are in stuff, you're safe. You know you heard the Lord. But there's pressure with the promise. But here's the thing I'm saying. Man, you don't want to be hasty in making decisions. And then you have to maintain where you got your faith got you out. And now you can't maintain it. That's crazy. Make decisions 
based upon truth and being led by the Spirit of God. Now, how do you do that? Time. You gotta give it some time and you gotta process it in prayer. Okay? Because here's the thing. Look at, it, look at this second Corinthians. Yeah, this second Corinthians one's good. Look at this. Second Corinthians 7 1 in the message. This is good. Write this down. The rewards of life are based on the choices we make in life. Did you get that? The rewards of life are based on the choices you make in life. The rewards of life are based upon the choices you make in life. Does that make sense? So if you make the right choices, you're going to get the right results. So if I don't see the right results, stop looking at the results to tell me what you're doing wrong. Look at the choices. It'll tell you what you're doing wrong. You see it? I got this, I got this mess over here. No, 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 no. The mess started over there with a choice. You know what I'm saying? How many ate too much cake? You know, you did real good on your diet all the way up to Christmas. Right? I seen my abs. I was getting really excited, man. It's getting good. My top abs were coming, not the lower ones. Those will happen later. Give me a couple weeks, right? So my top abs were coming in. I was like, praise be to God. Then they got this new thing. It's, it's a cake in. It's got cake and pie. It's, Duncan's got a hit now. We got a lot of things going on here. You guys got to get ready for this thing. How many started eating too much? Y'all lie again in church. I can't even believe how many liars I got in this church. You know, Revelation 21 says you're going to burn in the lake of fire. How many ate too much? <laughs> how, many, how, many, how many were hungry and full, and then you were so full, you said, I know I shouldn't go eat again, but you ate anyway. That's a great analogy. Let's do this all over again, okay? So here's what happened. You ate, you were full. You looked at something and had desire and wanted to eat again even though you were not hungry. So you did it. How many felt good about that after the choice you made? Now your abs are gone. Some of you are like, I haven't seen my abs since 73, Pastor Chris. Leave me alone, okay? All right, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> Mike, that's what I got to work that treadmill. I got to get on there. I got to work out with you, man. You got to work out with you. You got to work me out, right? So I got to get out there. So this is what I'm saying, right? And this, now you make this decision, and then we're in the consequence. And then what do you feel like sitting in the couch? Oh, my God, I shouldn't eat that. Oh, my God, I feel, oh, my God. Why did I put that in my mouth? And then you're over here, and then tomorrow you did it again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And next week you're going to do it again. And we're like a glutton for punishment. we got to keep doing it again and again and again and again. Okay, it's funny, it's cute, and you understand what I'm saying. But here's what I'm saying. It wasn't the fact of the feeling over here. It was the decision I made over there. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. If life doesn't look like, if my relationships don't look like they're working right, if my friendships don't look like they're working right, if, how about this one? If, if, if you're in a spot here, if my finances don't look like they're working right, if some, anything in my life doesn't look, my relationship with my kids, just the outcome is not, is not, is not the key, it's the choice. The choice is. Let me give you this. If it's not going too good with your kids, what choices are you making? What choice did you make? Well, they're shot out. Well, they're probably going to stay shot out for a while. They don't know what you know. What are you going to do? You know? If this marriage isn't looking too hot, right? Well, she doesn't do her part. Well, guess what? It doesn't really make a difference what she does. You still got to do your part. What decision am I making in this? Man, my finances are shot out. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, what kind of decisions have we made with God? Are we tithing? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? Are we giving offerings? 
Then we've got to look to the natural side. Are we investing it? Are we making this money make money? Are we living a life we really need to t- tighten up a little bit? What are we doing? What decisions are we making? Everything in life is about decisions and choices. Stay close to the truth. They're easy. Because this is what I've been telling you for a decade. And I'm going to show you something here now. This is really good. Let me give you a description. I'm going to show you something here. I think it's really good. You like this? Because watch this. Okay? Now, what, look at this 2 Corinthians 7. Okay? Look at this 2 Corinthians 7 1 in the Message Bible. It's good stuff. Okay? Pop that up there. Let them see that. The rewards of life are based on the choices we make in life. Remember, we got to make a clean break. Look what it says here. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body and spirit and let us work toward complete holiness because of the fear of the Lord. I got it in the message. It says this. With promises like this to pull us on, dear friends, let us make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us both within and without. With promises like these, I'm going to read it again, to pull us on. Like promises like this to pull us on, dear friends. Let us make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts. So if it's defi- write this down. If it defiles me and distracts me, I got to get away from it. Now defile means contaminate, right? Defile means like I'm mixing it. So like if your brand of Christianity is getting mixed with too much of the world, you need to get away from that. I got some friends like that. That ain't my business. I got a lifestyle like that. That's your business. You better fix it. I'm going to show you some stuff here. Look, come on. You guys are having fun with me. Just laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Right? Distract both within or without. Let us make our entire lives fit for God. Why is this so important? Because think about this. Look. Would God think we're doing the best we can where we are with what we got. But God think right now, I'm doing the, you're doing the best you can with what you got. I'm not, I'm not saying nothing. Or there are things in our life that we need to make a clean break from because they're holding us back and keeping us in an average existence. Hmm. Revelations 3.16 in the New Living the NLT, Revelations 3.16, NLT, you got to see this. Are you seeing this? I don't want you to live in mediocre Christianity anymore. And I'm not saying we are, but guess what? Here's the thing with God. He's elusive. Once you get close to him, he goes up. This is why everybody can grow. This is why I got to make sure I don't slip in a mediocre relationship with God. Average. Because he's not an average God. He's moving. And you got to keep moving with God. This scripture right here. But since you're like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I'll spit you out of my mouth. You are the closest away from being nowhere with God, being in the middle of the road. He said, I don't want you in the middle of the road. Average, mediocre, just sitting in the middle. Middle of the road's no good. Why? You know why? You don't even know if you're hot. You don't even know if you're cold. You're just sitting in the middle. You become average and mediocre overnight. Stay hot. Stay in pursuit. I'm not knocking where you're at. I'm just saying this. Make decisions that make your life in God push you forward. Come on, look at this one. This is good, right? Here's the thing about this, and I don't like using this word average, but it's true. We are, if we're not careful. The Laodicean church he's talking about here, he had nothing good to say about him. He simply pointed out the scripture and said, you're just average. You weren't, you weren't good and you weren't bad, you're just average. When a person is average, they're as close to the bottom as they are to the top. Are you pursuing this thing? Are, are, you, are you pursuing God? Are you pressing after it? 
Are you, are you going after the things you're supposed to be going after? Am I making the decisions in my life that could change my life? Look at Proverbs. This is the one I want you to see. Proverbs 29, 18, NIV, if we got it. I don't know what we have. If we got NIV, great. I've been game changing all day. Proverbs 29, 18. You know it's about constraint and vision. Here's what I want you to see, okay? You guys like this? Yeah. I got to make decisions. I got I to ask myself in life, am I making the decisions that are going to give me the outcome? Now, here's the good news. You want to see the good news? This is easy. This is so easy, it's almost really wild. I'm going to show you in the end, okay? Because here's the thing. You don't have to know what to do. God already told you what to do. All you got to do is do it. That, the scary part would be if we didn't know what to do. But we know what to do. Now we just got to make sure we do it. Listen to this. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Where there is no revelation or vision, people cast off restraint. Here's the thing. You get a clear vision, you're going to have what? The power to complete the task. Clarity of vision is the key to making right decisions. Because vision already made your decisions for you. Now, you better get this. This is really good, okay? The, the people in this room today that are having problems making decisions that they need to make for their life are people that don't have a clear vision yet. Once you get a clear vision, decisions are already made for you. There's no more questions. See, a lot of you have too many vacillating questions because you don't have clear vision. Once you get clear vision, questions have been answered for you. Watch. When you had vision about running stuff, Getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning wasn't even an option. You just did it. <laughs> See, some of you are going to get me. See, watch, baby. Watch. See, I just working, working over, making sure that thing works. When you got a clear vision of what you have to do, you don't, there, there's, no, there's no hit the alarm clock thing and let's snooze three times. You got to get up. You ain't got all the choice. Come on, young people. You can learn. Pay attention. There ain't no. See, when you get vision, guess what? Decisions are already made. Told you what time to come home at night. Tells you what time to get up in the morning. Tells you what time you could hang out with, who you could hang out with. What time, come on, gets early when that bing, bing, bing goes off. Come on, right? Look, man, vision tells me who to hang out with. Come on, you heard this before. Vision tells me who I can hang with. What you mean vision? Vision tells me who. I'm going somewhere with God. If I'm going somewhere with God, you better be on the same road going somewhere with God. Or guess what? Me and you can't go out. Vision, vision tells you, oh, I, I think I'm in love. Vision tells you who you get to date. Vision tells you what relationships to get involved with and what relationships not to get involved. Vision tells you what kind of friends you can have, what kind of friends you can't have. Vision tells, you where, vision tells me where my money goes first. Vision starts speaking a lot of things, a lot of people get, because this problem, well, what should I do? Now, nah, vision already told me what to do. I don't have... See, the guy that's got clear vision, he doesn't really make any decisions. They're already made for him. And he doesn't have to make a lot of choices. They've already been made. He just activates what he knows he's already supposed to do. It's not a question of what I do. It's already been decided for me. So I do, it's a lot of autopilot life, the guy with vision. See, a lot of you like this, ooh, I got to make a big decision about this. No, 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 no. It's already been made for you. All you got to do is what? Walk in obedience. See what I'm saying? So here's, here's the good news. Ready? Now, how, how do I sum this up? God already gave you answers to every question you ever had in life. Every question you've got in life has already been answered before you got there. 
Now you just got to figure out what he said about it. I'm telling you right here now. Now watch this one. You ready for this? I never said this in the existence of this church, but it's true. When you get to something and you don't know what to do, you just lean on wisdom that's on the inside of you. And then you, and then, and then you decide out of the wisdom what you need to do. See, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding is on the inside of you. And then once you don't, if I don't know what to do, just lean on wisdom. Say, wisdom knows what to do. If there's something outside your sphere of understanding, wisdom knows what to do. Man, once you start leaning on wisdom, you'll start getting answers for questions you had a minute ago. Because he'll start speaking from the inside. Because truth's on the inside of you. You got to, see, too many Christians do this. Uh, like it's coming out of the sky for crying out loud. God don't live in the sky, he lives in you. Don't you know your body's a temple of living God? You got to go in here to get your answers. Wisdom knows exactly what to do. See what I'm saying? Because decisions have really, you know what I'm starting to think about? Most of my decisions have already been made in the word of God. I could find the answer. They are. There's no gray. It's, it might be something like this. Watch this, right? If it's natural, what I do is I do this. I'll show you to you. If it's natural, I connect it back to the closest place I can get to the word, and then you'll find your answer. Yeah, it always is. Like I had somebody just come this week a couple months ago. They want to change their career. They want to go into, they just want to change company stuff. I said, talk, talk to me about the money. Okay, calm down, all you naysayers. I said, you're going to make more money? I said, absolutely. I said, okay, what are we doing here? Talk to me about this. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about this. By the time we're done, I had six pros and no cons. Because everything God does in your life is about increase. If it doesn't have increase connected to it, it's probably not God. Is it going to take you away from time with God? No. Is it going to take you away from this? No. Is it going to put more hours in you make? No. No. Is it going to give you better longevity in a company? Yes. Is it going to do this? Yes. Is it going to increase your wealth? Yes. There's a no-brainer. But I don't know about the three intangibles. Forget about them. They're not obstacles. Do you see it? So you pull it back. Is this thing going to be, this new, is this relationship going to bring me closer to God? Is it going to take me away from God? Is this thing going to make me, so you just start, is, is that friendship going to do this? I did it in my own life. You got to look at stuff and go, there's something before me that I have to make decisions upon. But do I got to ask myself, is this going to bring me closer to God or further away from God? Is this going to lean me into things? Is this going to give me access to, and the next thing you know, by the time you sit there long enough, you're going to have your answer before you even start your question. But you got to make decisions based upon truth. That's the key. So why am I talking to you about this? So here's my question. Number one, write these down. I got three questions for you. You're going to change your life before we press into this thing. Number one, I'm going to be, I want to be an agent of change. So don't write this yet. You can put it. I want to be an agent of change. And I want to be the person of change. Here's the thing I want to ask you. I want to ask you three places of question to ask yourself. Number one, personally, I want you to ask yourself, am I making the right choices and decisions in my personal life to produce the outcome I want to see in my life? Write that down. Does that make sense? Am I, am I, am I Pastor Chris, making the right choices and decisions that are, that, that are based upon me producing the life that I want to see in Christ developed in my life? So like this, am I, am I, is my prayer, is like my prayer time where it needs to be? Is my word time where it needs to be? Is my relationship with God? Where's my worship at? Where's my relationship with God? The decisions I'm making to pursue God. Am I drawing near to him? Do I really, really, do I really want to know the truth about what he's asking me? Do I really, am I pressing into, how about some of you? Are you pressing into your calling? 
Are you pressing into your purpose? Are you, are you laying down some areas of your life to pray? Now, that doesn't mean you got to go run and be some preacher, but you know what I'm saying? Are, are you giving yourself those time? Are you giving yourself to that time? Are you giving yourself that time to work? Am I making the right choices and am I making the right decisions in my personal life to get the desire and outcome I want to see in my life? Now, wherever that is, that might be my relationship with my spouse. That might be maybe some of you got financial goals you got to get to and you got to ask yourself personally, am I making the choices today to transform my tomorrow? Am I? I don't know. I mean, some of you guys, you know, you got to start retiring sooner or later. You better start paying attention to that. Now, I'm being serious. It's too late. You know, you wait, well, I'm waiting. I'm believing God. No, stop waiting and believing God and start doing something now. You got to do that. You got to take care of you. And let me tell you something, guys. Listen to me. Nobody's going to take care of you in your future. No one will. You got to start taking care of yourself now. So maybe that's a question you got to ask yourself. I don't know. Maybe it's your relationship with God. I have no idea. It's not my business, but that's your business. Am I doing it? And then you got to ask yourself this. Am I making the right choices and decisions in my, to get the desired outcome in my family? Am I doing that? Am I having those conversations? You know what I'm saying? Like, are we really making the right choices and decisions so our family unit, and how about number one, if you're married? Am I making, are we, are we really treating one another and making the choices and decisions we're supposed to make in this marriage the way we're supposed to be? Or are we kind of like autopiloting in this thing? We just kind of do it our way. Or is it we doing it God's way? Are we doing it with our kids? Let me tell you, you parents with young kids, don't wait. And don't give me this stuff that they're teenagers. Too late. Get, grab them date, grab them early. Grab them early and be like, look, we're going to have these times with the Lord or we're going to do this little scripture. I don't care. Jokers ain't paying no bills in that house. Be quiet. Asking them what they want to do. Care what they want to do. When they start paying the bills, tell me what you want to do. Don't go home and tell your parents I said that, but I said it. Tell your parents whatever you want. Now, you know what I'm saying. But just start building that thing and, and pushing that thing. Are we, are we getting the spiritual goals we want? Are we making the right decisions? Are we making the right choices for the future projection of where this family's going in God? I think we all need to ask this. But my own, my, how about, listen guys, single people, you need to be making your decisions, man. Is this, is this gonna be pleasing to the Lord? Am I pleasing to God? Is my, is my decision-making pleasing to the Lord? And I know most of you doing this, but you know what I'm saying. Hey, but are those relationships pleasing to God? Married people, you know your number one responsibility. You got your spouse, man. Everybody, like, am I making decisions with my spouse that I'm supposed to make? Am I lead? Guys, let me tell you right now, y'all should be leading this house. She shouldn't be the spiritual leader in the house. It's your responsibility. Have you manned up and taken your responsibility to be what you're supposed to be? Man, maybe, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, I got to ask myself, am I really leading this place to where I need to? And that's not, you know, you being, you know, macho man. This is about you taking your responsibility. Hey, ladies, are you taking your role and responsibility here? Do I need to just look into this and go, am I making the right choices? Am I making the right decisions? Am I, am I doing, am I putting my best foot forward? And then how about this one? Here's the last one. Hey, the people around me, my relationships with others. Am I really making the right decisions with the people around me and the choices of the people around, decisions I'm making with the people around me? in relationships, at work? Am I really, am I really, or am I in some environments I don't need to be in? Now, you know how to locate that. Number one, it's personal. Am I making the right personal decisions and choices to get where I want to be spiritually? 
So here's the best way to look at this. When everybody's done writing, look at me. This is how I looked at it. Okay, I think this works. Individually, okay? I obviously, like you, want to be somewhere in God that I probably am not right now. So I, I ask myself this. Am I making the right choices and decisions to get where I want to be with God? Does that make sense? So what I'm doing right now in my daily decision, in my daily choices, like, oh, watch the ball game or spend a little bit of time with God, that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying it's one or the other or get up a little early and maybe spend time with God. Maybe read a little bit more than I'm reading. Maybe pray a little bit more than I'm You know what I'm I'm not talking about works. I'm talking about relationship. So I'm asking you individually right now, are you right now in your seat right there, are you making daily choices and decisions to give you the relationship you would want to have with God in the future? It's not a yes or no, it's a checkup. Man, you know what, Pastor, because I'm going to go home and think about that. Maybe there is some stuff. Maybe I'll try to get my attendance at church. Maybe I'll, I don't know, it's, this is personal. This is not a, like a, you know, a formula. Everybody check the box. It's about you. Am I really making the decisions and the choices that are going to get my relationship where I want my relationship to be with God? Then the next thing is this. Are we doing that as a family? Am I, getting the, am I maximizing my relationship with my spouse? Am I maximizing my relationship with my kids? Am I really? You know, we get busy, you know. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, man. We just went, you know, went away for a little bit. And I, I thought this was really cute. And they could testify to this. There was a girl sitting with her dad. And it, was, it was really sweet. It was, you know, it was, a old, it was like my age kind of guy. But he had his daughter there. You know, and his daughter was sitting there. And, man, they were eating dinner. You know, a nice restaurant. And it was just them two. It, must, it looked like probably like a divorced family. You know what I mean? And dad just took the kid to Disney. Took her to a really nice restaurant. And I, I couldn't see because my vision was like this. And I just seen the guy and the girl the one time. I said, oh, that's so cool, man. And I leaned over and I said to someone, I said, that's so awesome that that girl and her dad are out for dinner like that. How sweet. And someone leaned over and says, no, she hasn't gotten off the phone all the while. And I leaned over to see, and this girl just had this screen in her face while her dad just stared off in the bliss. And this is really, it was sad. It was supposed to be something sweet, but it was sad then. I seen it, and I said, all, and I, every time I looked over, all she had was that clear of that screen in her face. We live in a society now, everybody's staring at stuff. We don't even recognize the people in front of us, and I don't even think he really noticed it because everybody's oblivious. And there's nothing wrong with technology, but am I maximizing the moments with my kids? Am I maximizing the moment with my grandkids? Am I maximizing the moment? Am I, do I have the, am I making the right choices and decisions that are going to produce the marriage, and that I want to see, and, and the, the family I want to have, and the dynamic. Look, guys, I know this takes a lot of people. It takes 10 to tango nowadays. You got to have a lot of people in the house. But are you really spending that time you need to with one another? Are we really sharing? Are we dreaming? Are we going together as a, we're getting ready to go in 2021. Where's your dream for 2021 for your family? Where's the patriarch? And the matriarch of the family sitting there going, this is where our kids are going. This is where our family is going. Here's where the lineage of life is going. Call your mama up and say, mom, you know what? Where are we going with this? Call up. Where are we going? What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Come on, pull this thing in. And then I got to ask about the people around me, my relationships. Am I really a good friend? You know what I mean? Am I really the friend that, am I the friend that I would want to be to somebody else? I don't know. You know what I mean? Just ask yourself, are you really the kind, am I the kind of person you want to hang out with? Am I, am I bringing stuff to the table if we're buddies? Am I, am, I, am I pouring like, 
Am I pouring in what I need to pour in? Am I doing that thing? Are my relationships around me bringing me closer to God or are they bringing me further away from God? Maybe 2021, I need to get some new relationships that are gonna bring me for the plan that God has for me. Is anybody sharpening me? Are any of my friends challenging me to go deeper in God or are we just talking about nonsense? Am I making the right choices and decisions with the people around me? Mentors, people around me to guide me, help me, leaders, relationships or am I you know am I kind of like you know I got relationships but you know I can't talk about God with those people man if you got friends you can't talk to God about and you compromise your friendship because you start talking about God are you making the right choices with the people you're hanging around with I mean, I'm not trying to be, I'm just saying, guys, if I, but what's going to happen? I'm just going to have these busted relationships, and then we go, well, I don't know why these relationships ain't working out. Well, you're, you're in the wrong pond. You know? You, I'm just saying, decisions, decision and choices are important because consequences, they're already determined. So I got to go back to the front side of it. You can't get mad about over there. You got to go to the beginning of it. Why are we here? Why does it look like a life's on repeat in certain seasons? Well, it's the choices you're making. If I just change my choices, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see the outcome change. So here's all I'm going to leave you with is this. Guys, in the past, the outcome of life, the broken relationships, maybe the broken stuff, maybe the years of pain, maybe some of the stuff you've been saying to one another, maybe everything that's been going on, maybe your relationship with your kids, maybe the reason why you don't see, maybe whatever's going on right now. Instead of looking at the outcome and go, boy, this stinks. Let's go to the front side of this thing and come over here and say, hey, what kind of decisions and choices can we make this year that we're going to forget about the past years? Because we're going to qualify these decisions and choices just a little different than we ever did before. We're not just going to enter in and run in. We're going to go, hey, let's build some choices here that are going to bring my relationship where I need it to be with God. I'm going to make a choice to change. I'm going to be a change agent in my life and then I'm going to be a change agent in the people's lives around me. I'm going to start producing change. I'm going to start producing transformation. And I'm going to start producing different results. Now, i got a question for you. Just think of this and I'm done. Are the results going to change in your life on their own? No. The laws. They're going to change the minute you start making different choices and decisions based upon truth. So here's my question. If you can connect yourself to truth, what can you not see in your life? Nothing. Everything you want to see in life can come to pass. You just got to make the right decisions. Are you seeing this? You want, you want, you want to change your financial position? It's easy. Make the right decision over there. You want to change that marriage? I don't care what the other one's doing. You make that choice over there. You want to change that relationship with that kid? It might take five, ten years, but if you make them decisions right there, it's a law. It's got to work. It's got to work. It's got to work. Sell out to the system of God. God will not be mocked. Whatsoever man sows, he shall reap. It's got to work. Let vision clearly to identify the decisions and the choices you're going to make. I'm done, man. This next year is going to be the best year of my life. I'm not coming out of it. I don't care what I see. Man, what do I want? The same results? You know what your results of your life are going to look like? The same results you got the last 20 years. You got to change something with this thing with God. Shake it up. Nah, God, I'm going to pray in the Spirit. I'm going to 
do what I got. I don't know what I got to do, but whatever I got to do, my God in heaven, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get this. Get a partner. Get somebody that's serious too. A lot of you go in this thing by yourself. It's no good because you don't have accountability. You buddy up, man. We're going to pray every day. If I don't pray, you text me. Do you pray? I pray, text you. Do you pray? We're going to pray together. Put it on the speakerphone. We're going to stir it up. Do you get in the word yet? I ain't going to bed till I get in that word. I used to tell them, no Bible, no breakfast. You tell you, no coffee in the morning? You tell your body you ain't getting no coffee, it'll read the word of God. You ain't getting no coffee till you read that Bible. Your body be like, yes, sir, where do we go? <laughs> You'll even read the Old Testament, my God in heaven. No Bible, no bagel. Come on, somebody. No, I'm serious. You start disciplining those things and giving God first place, I'm telling you, life's going to change. It's all about this. Come on, stand up on your feet. I got to let you go. Come on. Just stand up on your feet. Be serious about this, though. It's a big week, and, I, and Thursday I'm going to be in here. I'm going to tell you what, I really believe that word Thursday is strong. We're going to take, take that offering, uh, um, we're going to take that uh, fast pray and give, serious. But I got a word for you Thursday. I really think it's going to be a season in the church taking its spiritual authority. I really do, man. I'm talking decreeing stuff and standing and being the people of old, walking with weight. Yeah, last week, man, remember I talked about it? I talked about weight in here, man. He walked in the room. The place went off like a pin was in here. I started talking about what God likes. He likes, he got, see, spiritual, spiritual things were weighty back then. We're going we're gonna to re, re-infuse it again. All right, so here's what I want you to do. I want you really easy. Just lift your hands to heaven and just close your eyes and be serious about this. Just tell, just tell God, and this is your confession. And you confess this with me. It's about decisions. And that's all you do is confess it and you believe God's your prayer and agreement. Ready? Just say this out loud. Say, Jesus, help me through the power of the Holy Spirit make right choices and make right decisions to produce the perfect plan of God for my life and for my family. Thank you for leading me, guiding me, and helping me this year. It's going to be the best year of my life. Naturally, physically, and spiritually. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together. You did great. I'm telling you, man, it's huge, okay? Now, listen, I'm going to let you go. Wednesday, now listen, Wednesday this week online, watch it. I talked to you about fasting, praying. What good is it? Why does it work? What does it do? You be led of the Lord. Because Sunday when we come back in here, it's on. Thursday night, we're live. Coming to church, 7 o'clock. I'm not going to keep you here all night. You can go home, watch a ball fall out the sky and all that business. But I'm going to keep you to 7. I keep about a little bit over, you know, a little while. We'll take communion. You can get out of here, go. I'm talking about this day. I really believe 2021, I'll give you a little highlight of this. 2021 is, uh, is not just about the church sitting still. It's about occupying. I really feel it's going to be a level of, of almost like, turmoil. And if the church is not in its place of authority, it's not, it's going to rattle the earth, but it won't rattle the church. But you got to know who you are in Christ. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to talk a lot about it first half of the year, taking your spiritual place. I'm going to start talking big around here like we should be. Or we talk like this all the time. I ain't talking about no Reader's Digest nonsense. Come in here and talk about weight, spiritual weight, understanding spiritual authority, understanding, declaring, decreeing, understanding who you are in Christ, understanding your identification, understanding who you are, what you've been called to do, dominating the earth. And I'm going to tell you right now, 
dominating devils, overcoming. I'm going to be like Brother Norval in here. Get y'all messed up. Get to get you going, right? But you know what I'm saying? You got to dominate the devil. Devil's crazy. Saying, right? And then Thursday, you know, we're going to be in there talking about that. And then Sunday morning, we come in and we start. 21 days. Boom. So you got to have this week's, because some of you I won't see, because you won't be here. Sunday morning, we come in here, we, we're going for it. So whatever you want to see, now's the time. Mom, dad, get together, grab the kids. What do we believe in God for? What do you personally believe in God? What area of breakthrough do you need? Look, man, I tell these guys all the time, if I'm going to fast and pray, because I'm going to, you better bring those prayer requests in. We got testimonies this week of promises came to pass that we prayed last year. They came in December. People got their stuff. But we're going to fast and pray. I'm serious about it. You need a miracle. Bring your prayer requests in. They handed you stuff out in the foyer. It's out there. Fasting guide, prayer requests. Get them in the ministry. Text, text them if you got me. Email them in. Email them to the church. Do whatever you want to do. Write them in a low. Put them in here. This ain't. Now listen. Some of you, I know you're like, I ain't doing that. I don't really care. You know, I understand. You be led to the Lord. But don't you miss the opportunity. If we're going in, don't be lazy and not connect. I'm going, we're going in. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by that? That's partnership. See, there's the value of partnership, which people don't get. I pray for you guys every day. Every day. Every day. I don't expect nothing to happen in your life. I refuse it. Only good stuff. I'm not playing. I'm playing with the devil. He's a moron, but he's tricky. But I ain't scared of him. He's scared of me. So I don't expect nothing better. This is what partnership has proven. So we're going to go in. You might be like, oh, I ain't doing that. I don't care if you do it. We doing it. You bring your prayer request and you bring your faith to agree. That's all I need. That's all I need from you. Faith to agree. I agree that if we go do it, we can get it. I don't even care. Don't screw it up with your mouth either. Start talking all nonsense. You get around these nitwits you hang out with. Come and say what the word of the Lord says and don't tell nobody nothing. And some of you give these personal things. Nobody's going to read it. If it's personal and you don't want nobody reading it but me, seal it and bring it to me. These guys will not open nothing. If there's something personal, and I don't talk about none of it. I know stuff about people in this room are going to go to the grave with me. This ain't no spiritual weird place. Some people need real breakthrough. I got prayer requests from some of you people about people in this room. I'll never tell those people that. Are you kidding me? This ain't about exposing and being weird. You need a real miracle. Some of you stoned out of your mind half the time. I'm not stupid. This is the time to get free. Seal it, bring it, say, lick the envelope, shut the thing, put my name on it. It'll get to me only. It won't be talked about, discussed, and ain't nobody going to repeat it. Text me. I'm not playing. Look, if I'm going in, I'm going in. If we're going to get it, let's get it. That's for the partners, everybody watching online, the members. Let's do this thing. Now, you might be like, I'm only going to do my part. Just do your part. I didn't ask you to do nothing. I'm telling you, I'm doing it. So if I'm doing it, get, get on. And if I pray for you, God will probably do something good for me. So praise God. Don't worry. I got your back. Amen. But let's get this here. Don't stand there. We're a family, man. If you're messed up, why are you fighting battles on your own? Some of you battling stuff you can't win on your own. Cut it out. Ask for help now. This is when you get it. This is where breakthroughs happen. You know what I'm saying? That's not for everybody in the room, but that's for some people. And I don't want them feel embarrassed. Like, I don't want you to know this. Well, I care. I don't look at nobody any different. 
nobody any different. You could say, Pastor Chris, I had the one guy in here smoking so much dope. He came to me and said, Pastor Chris, he said, I'm not smoking as much dope as I was before. I said, well, that's good. Then he came back and said, I'm not smoking no more dope. I said, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> God, praise God. I didn't even know you were smoking dope to begin with. I don't care about none of that nonsense. But if you need help, that's why we're here. This is church. Say something, oh, go home and say, oh, you know what so-and-so struggling with? No, man. This is a place where you get freedom in the church. So don't think you're alone. You're not. When people think you're alone, that's when they're most vulnerable to the enemy. You're not alone. We're here for you, right? So what do you do? If you got something personal, seal it. Just bring it. Put my name on it. I'll get it. Okay? And if you want to send the emails to the ministry, you can send it. And I'll give you my personal email if you just want to email me. You know what I'm saying? If you want to email me, it's easy. It's csarno at relevantfl.org. C-S-A-R-N-O at relevantfl.org. That goes to me. There's a couple other people. They won't open it. Only I will. But if you want to handwrite it, handwrite it. You want to send it, send it to me. I get it. And it's between me, you, and the Lord. Amen? I got to say that because I'm serious about it too, man. I ain't playing, man. Some of you are going to come out shining after this year. You're going to be messed up. going to be like, Pastor Chris, God came and spoke to me. I'm going to be like, hallelujah. Amen? All right. I love you guys. You're dismissed, you know that. But go be good and go get great. And don't forget, tonight we're on again. And Wednesday, Thursday, this week's big week. Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, be ready. I love you. God bless you. You're dismissed. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.